Well, hey everyone, happy in between Christmas and almost New Year's. It's Elisa here coming at you today with a teaching that I did over on Facebook Live, and it is titled How to Make New Year's Resolutions That Stick. And I know just hearing that word, New Year's Resolutions, tends to polarize us. Some people love them and some people want nothing to do with them. Yeah, kind of like our bodies. We tend to obsess or neglect, right? What is it about our desire for change or dislike? So we're going to go at it today. Really, really, uh, I think, an effective teaching, a useful teaching. And I'm going to be talking about it for a, a couple more sessions just to get us ready. I am a big believer that, that a new thing should not be despised. I think uh, the enemy shames us and weighs us down. So this teaching is going to free you up today. I hope your Christmas was amazing. I hope you're enjoying a little bit of the rest of the season that this time of year brings. But in case you forget or get too relaxed, <laughs> too much wanting to extend vacation forever, Clean Harding is open right now, you guys, for signups. Clean Harding is our New Year's Faith Then Fitness Challenge. You know, if the last two years have left you feeling exhausted and burnt out, causing you to neglect yourself and some healthy habits that you probably had in the past, it's time. Clean Harding is going to meet you right where you are at if you're feeling worn out and ready to start the year off with some fresh habits, which I think we all are if we don't despise the new and small things. So let's make this happen. Y'all, Revelation Wellness is a nonprofit ministry. And to be honest with you, these challenges keep our lights on. So even if you don't do the challenge and you've been blessed by the podcast and revving the word, the RevWell TV, which went totally free in 2021, and we would so appreciate your generous donation. So donate, be a part of the challenge, donate for someone else. You can sign up someone else as well for the challenge. Um, they can choose to opt in or opt out, but you can take care of the, the housework for them of signing up. You can also give on behalf of someone in remembrance of them as well. All right. We suggest a $10 donation, but the more you give, the more we can take this gospel and spread it throughout the world in the modality of fitness. Signups close on Thursday, January 6th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you're hearing this, you have about a week, but don't delay. Don't be on the other side of the fence going, oh, I forgot. And we launched on Monday the 10th and you got somewhat left behind. Don't do that, don't do it. You guys, the teaching is going to form your heart. This is spiritual formation at its finest. That's all Revelation Wellness does. These disciplines of silence, solitude, meditation, movement, celebration, joy, prayer, fasting. They're good for your heart. All right. Have a great time listening today. Share this podcast with someone or share it on social media and let us know you listened. And I look forward to seeing you in the Clean Harding Challenge. The link is in the show notes. Swipe up and get in. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. Uh, we are a nonprofit ministry for the last 10 years since 2011. Actually, I'm wearing my established 2011 shirt right now. And we talk all about embodying the gospel, not just having a faith, but living out our faith. And that sounds really good conceptually, but in practice, it takes practice. And just like a workout, just like a workout, you practice it, you discipline yourself because there's a delight in the discipline. We don't do the discipline 
feeling dutiful. If you do it out of duty or obligation, it will not last. It might get you going. It might give you a little buzz at the beginning, a little dopamine squirt, a little serotonin, norepinephrine. You'll get that little payoff, but you won't stick with it for the long haul if it is feels dutiful. This is a delight for us. We want to change your mind, give you a new mindset for who you are as a whole person, body, soul, spirit, with a mind and a heart, a will and emotions. And that takes a whole level of integration. So that is what we do here. Um, often we're a little bit too much Jesus for the world of fitness and we're sometimes a little bit too much body for the church. I feel the, the church has gotten this kind of, not on purpose, got it wrong. They just haven't known what to do. How do we talk about the body? Which is such a strange thing because Jesus had a body. It's actually the fact that his body was crucified for us, his body. The wounds that he took upon his body, the suffering, the hurt, the pain, everything he felt, he absorbed for us so that we could live a new life and not just a new life, but an abundant life, a life that is more and immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. That takes practice. So this is a community where you are invited to practice with us. And as we move towards the new year, there is this resounding uh, agreement that we're all ready for something new, that we're all going to practice something new. So let's talk today about what we need in order to, um, in order to have resolutions that stick. Yeah, I hear, I hear what you're reading. Body is achy from stress. Yes, you guys, stress. If I could sum it all up, that's really what we're after here is... In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus says. In the world, you will have trouble. In the world, you will have stress. In the world, you will have worry. In the world, you will be tempted to, to make life about things that it's not about. You will have this tension, trouble, Jesus says. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Taking heart is what we do by gathering ourselves up as a whole person that has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, by the sacrifice made. Take heart, gather yourself up. I love that in the scripture for what we know of Christmas is that Mary pondered these things in her heart when she was told you are carrying the, the savior of the world. She pondered these things in her heart. She took heart, she gathered it up and held on to it. And what the world does is try to fracture us into pieces. And that's exactly what worry, anxiety, and stress does. So we are a stressed out people right now. I mean, come on, come on. I, my bell is too far away. We are stressed out people. Our nervous systems are shot. And that's why we have our challenge, our clean hearting challenge. We're going to clean out our hearts. We're going to take heart. We got to take inventory. We got to clean it out because I, if you're anything like me, the last two years, you've been collecting some things. I've been collecting memorabilia, like what life was prior to this. And I, I tend to ponder about that. Like, oh, I miss things. I, we haven't had an in-person event in two years. I'm dying over here. I'm happy for Facebook. I'm thankful for RevWell TV, uh, our challenge, everything. But I need some face-to-face -face real soon, which we will be getting back on the road in the new year. So praise God. But I'm prone to hold on to and kind of, kind of like the Israelites looking back at Egypt. I'm prone to do that too. I'm prone to just look and like, oh, remember when things were so much better. And that type of reminiscing about the past, which is rooted kind of in regret, 
not in celebration of what is and what is to come, that will weigh you down, that will anchor you, that will move you towards a more depressed state or a more anxious state because you're, you're, like, you're ready for something to happen that will then catapult you out of the change when we already have change right here, available in the power of the Holy Spirit. God with us. He's with us. And he is not confused about this time. He's not stressed about this time. He, he understands our stress. So have compassion for yourself. It's normal that you do feel the stress. But the thing about stress is it comes and it should go. If it's constantly coming and you're absorbing and taking that into heart, you will be turning to food, drugs, substance, shopping, sex, people, power, possession to find your fulfillment. All right. So do me a favor as you are here right now. Would you give me a little New Year's Christmas present and hit share? Just hit share because many people need to hear this teaching about how to make New Year's resolutions that stick. Um, and that would help us to just reach people far and wide with the gospel because 74% of Americans are going to be looking to do something new in the new year. And of those 74% of people who make a New Year's resolution, 45.9% of them will be doing something with their health. It's the number one. This is the big show for fitness people. This is, our, this is the big dance for us. It's the new year and 45% of all resolutions, almost 50% of them have something to do with improving health. So would you hit share right now so that someone might be blessed to find the love of Jesus, the message of good news, this, this message of self-compassion, and there is trouble in the world. All right, so I just told you a little statistic that in 2021, so a year ago, a finder survey um, found that the American, out of the American population, 74% of people were determined to do something new in 2021. So this is a year ago. I'm looking at a year ago. We look at the back of year. 74% of people said, I am going to do something new in the new year. 45.9%, almost 50% of those people were doing based on something for their health. They needed to improve their health. Um, listen, I know there are things that I can do. I really believe, here's the thing about health. It's so interesting because we get so busy, it just gets sidelined when really it's the very foundation, health, which is the, another word is fit. It just means to be able. That's why we have disabled stickers or disabled license plates. It's because their health is weaning or waning right now. So you get disabled, but when you have health, you're able. Can I get an amen? That's what your health is for. That's what your body's for. That's what a health, mental health is for, that you think in line with ability and cognitive awareness of what you can do more than what you can't do, that you have emotional health, that you don't suppress your emotions or aggress with your emotions so that you are able to show up to work and not light the room on fire with your anger or um, or. Uh, acquiesce to bad things that are going on that you you know something's happening where it's not above the law people kind of get into these tactics and scary little places it's not healthy it's not able it won't withstand outward resistance so that's what health is for you want to remember that because people think that health is six-pack abs and tighter uh, thighs and a smaller waistline and that is not health I got to get my bell someone I just, I just, I just, 
I just need to, it's not health. That's physique. That's vanity. That's uh, something that's temporal. It will not last. And I can tell you that as a past competitor, I do not have the body I had today, I have today when I was 21 years old and leaning out and watching, counting every macro and calorie and dehydrating myself and hitting the gym for an hour and a half a day, sometimes a split. Like, it was, yeah, I got it. Didn't last. Kind of, but I don't regret it too because I learned what I needed to learn about that to go, vanity, it's fleeting. And it's actually kind of a waste of time and I didn't really love it. I liked it at first because our brain likes novelty, <clears throat> but then I hated it. I'll get that in a minute. <clears throat> okay. So 50% of people go, I gotta do something about my health. Awesome, we're here. Clean hearting challenge. Let's go, let's do it. Any donation amount gets you in. Out of those 74% of Americans who do these resolutions, after one week, 75% of the people are still going. 25% dropped out after a week. What's a fourth of the people go, nope, okay? I'm just giving you the, shooting out the straight uh, statistics right now. After two weeks, 71% are still going. That's pretty, not bad. Just a little 4% more have dropped out. After one month, 64% are still going. Again, this is a finder survey. I know you'll find different, um, different statistics de depending on the, the pool of population that they ask. But I kind of went on the positive side. Like, wow, after a month, 64% of people still going. Not bad. That means 10% of the people dropped out. All right. Now, after six months, 46% of the people are still going with their resolution. In comparison, of those people who had similar goals but did not set a resolution, only 4% are still successful after six months. Do you get what this is saying? Resolutions are good things. I am here today to say they're good to have. I feel like we've, we're now beginning to poo-poo it and say, oh, those are for people who try and fail, so I'm not even gonna try. I am here to tell you, it is not a bad thing. In fact, God ingrained it into us to desire new things. And as I said about me doing bodybuilding and lifting and competition, my brain liked the new thing. But because my approach was unrealistic, uh, not in line with my core values of who I am, it was not sustainable. And that's a big key takeaway for how something, a resolution we're going to make that sticks with us. So I really want to just first of all say, good on you for saying, I want to try something new. That's a good thing. You have an enemy who wants you to feel shame about trying. And that's what keeps us from trying again, that compounding shame. Instead of shame off you, I say it right now, shame off of you. And stick with us here at Revelation Wellness because the reason you cannot make change, one of the big reasons, not the only reasons, but the reason you desire change and cannot do it, it's not the lack of willpower or lack of knowing what to do. Something in life has changed your structure and organization of your brain, and that thing is called stress. 
anxiety and adversity, trauma, capital T or little t. And to be alive is to encounter trouble, trauma, capital T, little t, microaggressions all the time. And we're living in a society now at a time with microaggressions. You've got a phone that's always someone's trying to get a hold of you or you're always feeling you have to be on top of what other people are doing. We have fast moving information. More is better is the, the uh, idea of the culture. When better is better. So we're all ver reverberating at this high level of stress. If you don't have disciplines and practices in place that say, I'm taking a break, I'm resting. I will not worry about this. I can feel this emotion, but I will trust the Lord with it. It's this renewing of your mind. And when you exercise, when you exercise, you help to restructure the brain. Meditation and exercise to this day, the most beneficial act that you can do that is equal to taking a drug. Meditation, being still, having quietness, silence, solitude, and moving your body, exercise, change, reorganize the organization structure of your brain in a way that now you can get back into making healthy decisions, healthy emotions, healthy choices. Can I get an amen? Come on. So do not despise new things. Don't despise them. Get, pick them up again, friends. Take heart. Come on. Some, I've got to talk to someone because I know there are some of you who are counting yourself out going, I don't even want to try. First of all, you're already projecting the fact that you're going to fail. And if you think you're going to fail, you will. But you were made for new things. Don't despise the new things. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'm sorry, last two years feel pretty wildernessy, feel pretty dry. I will make a way. But see, we go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like a failure. No, no, not gonna do it. That's for no, not gonna do it. Make a way. Think something new today. Resolutions are part of this ingrained rebirth and renewal that God wants to do with inside of us. So don't despise him. I'm going to just say it over and over. Don't despise. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. God is saying, I want to do something new. I want to do you want to do something new? I want to do something new. Do you want to do? Come on, shake hands. Ezekiel 36.26. And I will give you a new heart. God, this is God speaking through the prophet Ezekiel. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from the, from the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Anxiety, worry, trouble, stress, putting too much confidence in what we see, it gives us a heavy, fleshy, calloused heart. But God says, put confidence in me. Seek first the things of me, what you cannot see. Resurrect your faith. Resurrect your hope. Resurrect your love. And I will put in you a new heart. 
and new hearts desire new things and do new things, and they have disciplines that are rooted in delight. I say no to some things because it is beneficial for me. Even though everything's permissible, I have to say no to some things because it's beneficial for me to have those boundaries in place. Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. This is Paul saying to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, right? Deceitful desires, desires that are about our flesh or about my six-pack abs or things I really, really want that have no eternal value. And we are to be renewed in the spirit of our minds and to put on the new self, the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Don't despise the new things. Today's teaching, I think I'm going to teach again. I'm going to teach, listen to the podcast. I've got a few teachings coming because I know the new year's coming. So again, I'm getting you ready, getting the choreography ready for the big dance because I want you to be ready as you move into this new year with some new things that God wants to do. Today, I just wanted to say, make the resolution. Make the resolution. But here's the thing about the word resolution. It comes from to resolve. When you resolve on something, you're adamant. You're adamant about it. Like, I'm doing this. Now, again, some of you get scared to do that. You're like, but if I do that and I don't, no, stop. Everyone, do you know this? We don't do that anymore. First of all, we got to get a mindset about what a healthy resolution is. I'm going to do another teaching on that because I'm not going to get it today. Today, I just wanted to tell you how to make the New Year's resolution stick. The first thing is you need to to be excited about, I, I can do a new, God wants to do a new thing. You have to come into agreement that God is doing the new thing, that you're not doing the new thing. If you do the new thing, you will be in this uh, the 4% that fall off right off, or those who make no resolution, who have no change after six months. But those who do make a resolution, those who just say, you know, even those who say, I'm going to lose 40 pounds, but they make that the thing and they resolve to it. Even though they may not get the 40 pounds, they might've lost five pounds. See, and that's where you should go celebrate there's a book called Tiny or Atomic Habits, Atomic Habits about tiny habits, those little things. This is why it's important, your resolution, I'm going to talk about this in the next teaching, it has to be realistic, right? That's number one reason why people stop is it's not realistic. It's an unrealistic goal. But before we even talk about what kind of goals, we've got to get excited about the resolve my friend, uh, new friend, Jennifer Wagner, she wrote a book called Your Good Body. I highly encourage you to read it. Uh, she was a woman who was um, overweight, like a childhood, had obese, uh, not obesity, but overweight, overweight, and then got over into 300 plus pounds. Um, and then she began to lose it by extreme restriction. It's kind of like a, a long story of a Biggest Loser uh, episode. And she lost it, but then she got super... Um, super obsessive about things and things were just not going well for her. And then she finally like, it was really felt maddening. It's maddening. Can I get an amen? Like she, she was getting the results, but like not feeling healthy, well, free. 
And so finally, she started just to come to the Lord with it. Like, what is this? I don't want to be 330 pounds anymore. And I don't want to be this 150 and feeling like I'm feeling. What is it? And she knew right away that the Lord just showed her, you need some resolve about who I am, what your body is for. Yes, to keep some disciplines in place because she knows she's prone to go back to some old behaviors. Yes, to some disciplines, but no to this obsessive compulsive desire for it to not be enough. So she had to get, and she used the word, I had to have resolve that I will not obsess or neglect, that I will walk this with the Lord, that it looks the way he wants it to look for me. And she said, she like every thought that ever came against her, she would just continue, she was adamant about it, resolved. No, I am not fat. No, I am not lazy. No, I, whatever it is, she just, she picked up her weapon and anything that came against her love, joy, peace, and compassion that Christ had for her, she had resolved to kill it. I've been reading in the book of Joshua right now that as, as Joshua goes and takes the new land, what does God say to him over and over? Devote to destruction your enemies. Be devoted to destruction. Devo destroy your enemy. Destroy your enemy. Devoted to it. Because if you do not devote yourself to the destruction of the enemy, you will devote yourself to the things, to the devoted things, the, the treasures, the possessions, the six-pack abs, the youth, the whatever it is, the, the, the Instagram likes. Those are all just devoted things. God says devote that to destruction. What would it look like for you to be devoted to destruction of an enemy who tries to tell you you're fat, you're ugly, you're worthless, or it's not enough, you need more, you're getting lazy, whatever it is, obsessing or neglecting. Be devoted and resolve to that resolution. And, and then you might go, well, Lisa, how do I do that? Well, this is your practical takeaway for today. Remember, your brain craves new things. It just does. You can try and suppress it, but you're made to desire new things, to try again, try, try again. I love, uh, you guys know I love the word um, uh, fail is the acronym for frequently attempting in learning. Frequently attempting in learning. Fail. Go ahead. Fail. Because when you fail, like legitimately it didn't work, what'd you learn? Okay, pick it up, take heart, try again. Oh, I failed. Nope, you were learning. Pick up, take heart, try again. Frequently attempting in learning. So how do you make resolutions that stick? Well, two things. Embrace suffering and expect a resurrection. Embrace suffering. Y'all, you cannot make a resolution to destroy your enemy, that, ability, that thing in your desire, that whatever that comes, that thought that comes that says when you're stressed out and anxious, so you go to the pantry. Nope. This is why please do our challenges because we'll teach you physical practices of getting in your body. You have more agency than you are aware of. You have more authority than you access you have to get in your body because where did Christ choose to dwell in you he's in you and with you Emmanuel so you have got to be able to come to yourself 
so you can stay devoted to the destruction of the enemy. You can't theorize yourself into this. You actually have to practice yourself into it. And you cannot practice. You don't get better at um, playing the piano just by thinking about playing the piano, which actually it does have benefit. Thinking People who don't think about playing the piano and just practice playing the piano, this is actually a study. If you just practice, they get better because they physically practice. But if they couple that with physically practicing and thinking about playing the piano, seeing themselves playing the piece, they get exponentially better than just the people that just practice. And of course, infinitely better than those who do nothing. So we have to practice and we have to have a mindset. We have to get into our body to go, oh, I'm really craving right now. Okay, what did Elisa say to do? We're gonna, we're gonna take a breath. We're gonna ground into our body. I'm gonna put a be still and be loved on. I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm gonna put on a revving the word. You guys, all of our stuff at Revelation Wellness, all, everything about our challenge, everything, we're coming at you with meditations, devotions, workouts, the community, the coaching. I mean, it, you only can fail frequently attempt in learning if you choose not to learn anything. We're, we're like teaching all the time. So take the teaching. So embracing suffering, that whenever I have to fight an enemy, it sucks. Can I get an amen? <laughs> like, I'd rather not. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. I feel the last two years have been fighting off an enemy. We all have. That's why we're tired. But embrace the suffering. Remember the cross. Pray the cross. Embrace the suffering. When you are tempted, you are then on equal playing field with what Christ walked through. You are now needing this whole strength of the Holy Spirit that Christ needed as he went to the cross. When you are tempted, you are in good company. Do you understand me? This is powerful stuff. People go, why can't I change? Because you don't like suffering. <laughs> but that's so crazy because the reason you want to change is because you were sick and tired of suffering. And now your suffering is a new way. And people go, oh, I'd rather go back to Egypt where I knew how to do that suffering. No, stay forward, facing, be devoted to destruction. So embrace the suffering. Embrace the suffering, expect a resurrection. So when that moment comes and you want to quit and have that resolve to do whatever it is you're going to do, then you're going to embrace, get in your body, breathe, be resolved to fight the right fight, the enemy. And then you're going to expect God is doing something here. A resurrection's coming. You might look in the mirror and see nothing different, which honestly, it's not even about the mirror. Can I just say that? It isn't. But you will start to, as you start to care for your health, it's an inside out thing. It's an inside out. You'll start first to sleep better, have more energy, feel more clear headed, um, less pain. It all starts in this beautiful inner space. That's the stuff to ponder and take heart and hold on to that. Because if you hold on to the inner stuff that's yours inside your heart, what your heart is holding, and it's of clean substance, something that's excellent, noble, praiseworthy, and true, it's gonna work itself out your body. I promise you. A resurrection's coming. A resurrection's coming. I can't see it right now. But just because I can't see it doesn't mean I can't believe for it. 
A resurrection is coming. So how do you make a resolution that sticks? Today, your theology takeaway, how am I going to walk into the resolution that's going to stick this year? Embrace suffering, expect a resurrection. Say it with me. I will embrace suffering and expect a resurrection. Now, embracing suffering is a practice, and that's why we are here. RevWell TV, if you're not a subscriber, go get it. We'll put the link here in the feed. It's totally free. Embracing suffering. Every time you, you go for a walk or do something you don't want to do, but you know it pays off, you're embracing suffering. And every adversity that comes your way, God has set it up. He's teed it up for you specifically, because if you embrace the suffering of it and expect the resurrection, you come to the other side and you go, oh my gosh, that ended up being for me and not against me. That taught me something. Even though I failed and I fell on my face, I learned something. I don't want to go through it again, right? Like, like I don't want to do it again, but I also wouldn't take it back because I learned something. So, in closing, <laughs> make the resolution. Just today, make, just begin to make the resolution because God wants to do a new thing. So go ahead, take off all the weight of like, oh, failure, don't, that you're already not devoted to, a, to destroying your enemy if you're worried about failing. God, I told you who he is and what he wants to do, a new thing, a new heart, new flesh, new spirit, new mind, new, 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 new. Every day he wants to renew you, renew you, because this world starts to clutter and defile us and, and uh, just muck us up. And his word cleanses us, but it doesn't just clean us to clean us. It cleans us to send us. Now go. Be of good courage today. Take heart. Overcome. Take some territory. Destroy an enemy. And remember, people are not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. So we're going to need kindness, compassion, empathy. And we learn that through our embodiment skills here that we give you in all of our challenges, in all of our programming. Okay? All right. Embrace suffering, expect a resurrection. You guys have a great day. Peace.